This is the Living Clean Podcast. This podcast is not meant to replace meetings, sponsorship, step work, or service. This podcast is meant to be another tool in your recovery toolbox. Our guests are here to share their experience, strength, and hope with recovery through Narcotics Anonymous. Thank you for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Living Clean Podcast. This is Mason S. I'm an addict. With me today is Mason S. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will be riding solo today. Um, and I think we're going to actually take a week off from the IPs. We'll be back next week with IP number 15, uh, PI and the newcomer. Or PI and the NA member. Excuse me. The next one after that is for the newcomer. Um, so this week, I'm just going to touch on a few things that's uh, been happening recently. Uh, as many of you know that listen, I have been an active member of the newcomers group of Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, well, since I got clean. That's the group that my father went to uh, when he got out of treatment. It was about four months old at that time. It's the room that my sister later followed. And so many other family members, including myself. And that was back, I, th- I believe it started somewhere around 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. So... That group is very special and near and dear to my heart, as many of you have heard me share about. And, you know, but what's happened in our town is is our, our recovery community is growing, and which I'm grateful for that. It, it, it's awesome. Uh, and Newcomers Group has become like a powerhouse it is a powerhouse of a meeting uh you know when it conducts business it is i guess for lack of a better term it's just a well-established group that has a lot to take care of so you're talking an hour and 20 minutes sometimes an hour and a half business meetings uh and that's with you know, diverting a lot of things to the service structure, to area, you know, so we're not covering H&I or PR or any of those things, you know, so to have an hour and a half business meeting just goes to show you there's a lot going on there, and we're involved in a lot, and we do a lot, and um, I've been heavily involved in that. For the past six years, you know, I was telling some other guys the other night that, you know, for the last six years, every major decision newcomers has made, I've been right up in the middle of it. And, um, you know, thinking over the period of the month between business meetings, what we need to do next, how we need to continue to grow and become more attractive to the newcomer and you know on and on and on and 
Um, burnout is not a good word, uh, but definitely tired is how I would describe the way I've been feeling about it. So a couple of weeks ago, actually around a month ago, we decided that we were going to start an 11 p.m. meeting. And if you're listening and, you know, you're from a big city or a larger area, you may find this odd, but newcomers groups meet seven times a week in the same place. Uh, or, you know, a lot of places you will see, you know, there may be three home groups that meet in the same building on the same day. Uh, and that's the only time they meet that week in your larger areas. Uh, where I'm at in rural Tennessee, uh, that's just not the case. Because uh, a lot of times you don't have enough participation to be able to create seven meetings and have you know enough people to be able to serve those meetings and take care of them and for those meetings to be self-supporting. So... When we grow here, we usually just add another meeting to newcomers. And we had, when I first got here, we had four meetings. And now we have uh, moved up to seven, which is good. We were having to ask people who came to NA to do their 90 and 90 when I first got here. We would even have to suggest, you know, you may have to go over there across the street to the other fellowship. and. You know, nothing against the other fellowship, but um, that just didn't feel good, having to do that. So, the group came to a decision and eventually decided that if we're going to suggest that people do 90-90, we need to be realistic about it with it being 40 miles to the next meeting. We need to... We need to make it available here in Hohenwald to be able to do that. And that's what we worked on. We started, added an extra meeting, and then eventually got to where we met seven days. And recently, an idea was brought up that, because we have a local treatment center here, and, you know, a lot of, we run into a lot of problems where, you know, a lot of the clinical staff there, uh, they work in treatment, and they we also bring clients from that treatment center to the meeting. So there's always kind of like this conflict there where, you know, um, somebody clinical just doesn't feel like they have an opportunity to share. So thinking along those lines, the group came up with an idea, well, let's start a late night meeting. We also got a lot of people that work over at that treatment center that work on second shift. So thinking along those lines, we said, let's open up an 11 p.m. meeting on Fridays. This will give them a safe place. Second shift people, it will give them an opportunity uh, to, to have a place to go. And almost simultaneously, while we're making these decisions, and our group is really growing and and uh, 
you know, flourishing. As we look around to the rest of the area, um, you know, for for several different reasons, and a lot of it's logistical, if that's a word. The logistics didn't just make sense for some of the people that were in our area. We had people all the way from Homewall, Tennessee, to Florence, Alabama, to Huntsville, Alabama. So you're talking about, you know, almost a two and a half hour drive for some people. Uh, you know, to be connected with the other groups in their area. So a lot of those groups decided to join a Huntsville area, and um, rightfully so. And there's another Madison County area over there too. And as that happened, which makes sense for them, you know, our area got down to where we had, I think the lowest we got is five groups. And so, you know, after talking to some people, we started running through some ideas. You know, maybe we asked newcomers if this 11 o'clock meeting could try to be, or basically it can be its own meeting. It can be autonomous from newcomers. It meets in the same building, but it can have its own, uh, you know, its own format, its own trusted servants you know its own gsr secretary its own seventh tradition its own coffee pot yada 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 and it would be totally autonomous from newcomers and after some back and forth eventually that's what we decided to do now myself being a big advocate for that decision it left me uh in a particular particularly interesting situation to where okay i've advocated for this now do i need to be the one that helps one of the ones that helps get it going and the more that it looked or the more we looked at it, it became clear that there were about two people that were really interested in trying to get that process going, not including me. So I had to make one of the hardest decisions I've made in recovery. And, you know, I've, I decided to leave, you know, my home, my home group to help get this new group started. And, uh, you know, I just want to kind of take you through the process of that. And it's, as hard as it was, man, it has been uh, really freeing and really, really just a unbelievable experience. You know, I've participated in several things in NA and even starting a new group before. We tried to do that in some of the surrounding counties here and our efforts you know, right in the middle stages of all that, we kind of got hit with COVID and it shut everything down. And, uh, you know, we just, after, after the pandemic was over, we, uh, we kind of shifted our efforts towards H and I because we wanted to focus on getting our, um, building our own 
group back up and, and and getting people there and hopefully one day we'll get back to open those other meetings but anyways so i had some experience with it but you know i never left my home group so after some thinking i eventually got to the point to where i was like yeah i'm gonna do this and i joined the other group me and two other guys to start with and now we have five home group members uh actually the last friday of this month which was two days ago if you're listening to this when it comes out we had our first business meeting and it was so cool because like newcomers group and this is not a bad thing but newcomers group when we have a business meeting we average about 40 people at a business meeting and it's very important to us that everybody who wants to be heard gets an opportunity to be heard uh to the best of our abilities now i can't say it always went like that but for the most part everybody who had an opinion got to share that opinion got to voice their opinion got to participate in the voting process got to participate in the group conscience and uh but it was taxing and it was a lot you know it, it it's a it's a commitment and i know i'm not our group is not unique to that. I know most of the people probably out there listening can relate and has similar situations at their home group. You know, um, so to have our first business meeting and have five people in it, not to have a format, uh, you know, not even adopted Robert's Rules of Order yet, just to sit around with those five people and talk about decisions like a group name. Uh, talk about how we want to spend our first hundred dollars or so of the seventh tradition. And, you know, um, small scale stuff, you know, like how many key tags should we order? How, how much literature should we order? Uh, you know, and really working hard on trying to remember that we're all in A, but be very much autonomous to newcomers group and be different and kind of have that Coke and Pepsi option here in, in our small town. Which, because as great as newcomers is and as great as your home group is, not everybody that walks in that room is going to dig it. You know, so. I'm glad that we have options today. And, uh, but anyways, back to the business meeting. So we didn't have to call one vote. Uh, when it talks about a true group conscience and about how a group conscience doesn't necessarily mean that you gather around and vote but that everybody at the same time is kind of in agreement. You know, in every decision we made, it was like that. It was smooth. Uh, you know, and this, 
and I know whether I'm involved in newcomers or whether I'm involved in this new group that what God's got planned for, it's going to happen anyway. So to be able to kind of step back and allow other people, you know, because look, I don't have a, a tremendous amount of clean time. I got six years clean and last night at that table and that new meeting, I had the most clean time, which was weird. Uh, so we had some guys in there who are fairly new, um, you know, so to allow them to participate in that process was pretty, it, it was, it was, it was nice. And I, I can't help but think back to that huge business meeting at Newcomers, and I was asking a member last night, I said, When's the last time you remember somebody with 30, 60, 90 days speaking up in that large crowd and actually voicing some of the concerns that, you know, that they had or, or some of their ideas? You know, I don't mean to <laughs> talk bad about anybody, but, you know, you've got those, some of those people who will come to one to two business meetings and it's kind of like the, when they first started coming around, you know, maybe they got mental health issues. Maybe I don't know what's going on. But when they first start coming around, they start interrupting every meeting. Uh, they share four or five times in a meeting. And then eventually they find themselves into a business meeting and they don't mind speaking up and sharing some of their opinions as off the wall as some of them may be at sometimes. But even that individual should be able to participate in our group conscience. And I know, I know there's got to be some of the people who feel like what's going on in that business meeting is so far away from where they are when they're just trying to stay clean another day. But actually, I believe what they've got to say and their thoughts and ideas and opinions are probably the most important in the room. Like, how do we cater our meeting to be attractive to the newcomer if we don't talk to the newcomer? You know, so I guess I say all that to say this. To have the newcomer participate in that group conscience last night, it was phenomenal. It was great. And then as soon as that was over, we, we had a meeting and it was... The people that were there can attest to this. It was just one of the absolute best meetings that I've been to in a while. Small, intimate meeting, candlelight meeting with the lights off, people getting vulnerable, uh, people sharing what I call the real shit. You know, nobody's in there trying to be recovery all-star. You know, nobody's in there trying to be overly dramatic. Everybody's just sharing honestly from the heart about a wide range of topics. And it was, it was incredible. And it just, um, reiterated to me that starting this new group was probably a good idea. But it also reiterated to me, because I had this big fear, don't get me wrong. I had this huge fear. Is this my will because of the shit I got going on? Or is this God's will that just happens to conveniently be working into what I got going on? 
You know, like I've been needing a slower pace. Like I'm not one of those that's like, I got to give service a break because I just, I don't believe in that at this point. Now I may get to there. There may be somebody out there with 25 years that's going, keep coming back, young fella. <laughs> but I just, I don't believe in that. And, you know, I, that's not what I pass on to my sponsees. And that's not what my sponsor was a lot of time passed on to me. You know, so I, a slower pace didn't mean I'm just going to take a break from service. Uh, and look, I know you don't have to be, to be of service, you don't have to be in service. Um, you don't have to have a position and all that jazz. But, you know, I think we all have skills and we all have our knack and what we have to offer the fellowship and that's and that's one of mine you know like i've i've been i've had success at at being able to be in those positions and and it's where i'm comfortable you know your chair positions or your vice chair or your secretary or your treasurer or your policy or you know that that type of service is what i enjoy you know your h and i chair or committee chair or you know um i haven't done hospitality yet and you would think being a big guy like me i could probably figure that out if i didn't uh eat up all the food before i had to serve it anyways um no but that's kind of like my knack so i enjoy that and to take a step back from that, I think, would be real selfish because that's what I have to offer the fellowship. And, uh, you know, God's kind of worked it all out. In times when I've been overwhelmed or felt like I needed to change, this door opened. You know, all I had to do was trust the process. So, and why is that important that the home group slows down even though i'm involved at area and different places well it's the highest form of service it's the most important thing that we do our our narcotics anonymous's best service that is offered is what goes on inside of those meetings from prayer to prayer that is our that is our ultimate weapon against addiction you know so it's important to me that I participate in my home group's um, efforts to try to make that recovery environment in there conducive to to the people who are still out there using. You know, it ain't just about the people who are in the room. It's about that. It's about the newcomer that's yet to come. You know, so yeah, so it's been a. It's been interesting. We've decided to uh, call ourselves the Dark Side of the Moon Group, which I think is just phenomenal. Uh, we actually had a convention a few, well, two years ago, Out of the Darkness in the Light, and it actually kind of used some of that Pink Floyd type Dark uh, Dark Side of the Moon album. Uh, you know, graphics, it, it, instead of the triangle, though, we used the square and the circle with the light going through and the, you know, all the colors coming out the other side. Uh, 
so we kind of use that as a as a group logo and it's pretty it's pretty neat and i'm excited about it we are opening up on two nights starting out started out with just friday every other friday then we went to every friday now we're doing every friday and saturday and we actually have a home group member who's celebrating this month. Shout out to Matthew W. on four years coming up, man. Uh, yeah, I've known him since he's been in here. And uh, it's cool that he's a part of this process with us. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was important that I share that. I don't know if I'm doing this to help anybody or just to get it off of my chest but either way you know sometimes that's that's when people help me the most is when they share honestly what's going on with them like it unlocks the door for me you know so hopefully you got something out of that i guess to kind of shift gears we'll talk about something else so oh uh, i did an episode a while back with ron working the four step and he kind of you know, reversed the roles on me. He started interviewing me. And we got into some deep subjects, right? And one of them was, we were talking about, you know, my boy TK, uh, Travis. And um, he went through an episode, right? Like, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to it. Because I don't want to go into all that again. But either ways, he was away for a while. And, and I just want to give the people who listen regularly and have heard that episode, I just want to give you an update to let you know that he's back. Uh, he's doing well. Um, you know, like, I met him six years ago, a little over six years ago. And he reminds me of his whole... Like, the reason why I'm here... The reason why I'm doing this podcast, the reason why I have this passion about NA is because I was around that dude when I first got clean and he was on fire. Like we were, he was going around meeting all these people, learning about the history, learning about traditions, you know, he was doing steps, you know, and I just like, I fell in love with all that, you know, so, um, we were running buddies, and we grew up in this fellowship together. You know, and he had his accident, and, you know, kind of a really unfair situation. You know, life hit him from an angle that none of us would really be expecting. And uh, the good news is, is he's back and all that stuff that he had before he didn't lose all of it like it's still there um he's on fire for recovery again you know and i'm which is like rekindled my fire so i'm glad to report that my man tk is back and hopefully it won't be long before we get an old yeah yeah back on the podcast um yeah, and I guess the next thing I kind of want to talk about is the podcast. If you're listening, this is episode number 52, which we release an ep episode every week 
So if you do your math, there's 52 weeks in a year. This is actually the Living Cleans podcast one year anniversary. And I just want to kind of touch on for a little bit what that's kind of meant to me. Uh, first of all, I'll tell you the story of how I got involved in it. Uh, I was actually listening to some of the more, um, I guess, lack of a better word, famous podcasts that everybody listens to, popular podcasts that, you know, millions of people listen to. and kind of dawned on me one day i was like uh man we should do that for for recovery we should have a podcast where we talk about na stuff and i said well before we do that i better go and check and see if nobody's doing that and i actually came across a, a podcast that was already doing something like that the anonymous podcast shout out to them please go check them out if you hadn't uh, they're, they're, what they do is just incredible. Um, yeah, so I started following them, started, you know, uh, listening to their show. I eventually was a guest on there and, uh, man, I was just like, it was kind of a letdown to find out that there was a podcast, but I got to thinking about how NA works, you know, so very much like this new meeting that we're starting. Well, let's start one, but let's be a little different. Let's give people options. Let's uh, let's still be the very same thing, but let's be autonomous from them and let's have our our own kind of spin. And... The good news is, is there's a lot of people that like both, and that, I think that's incredible. And then there's a lot of people that, really a lot of people that like theirs, and then there's some people that prefer us, you know. So I'm just glad to be able to participate in people having options to hear some recovery-related stuff, like on the way to work or, you know, whatever you're doing, traveling or just, you know, sitting at home, part of your morning meditation, whatever. Whatever you're doing to listen, uh, I'm glad you're listening. And I guess the dream uh, kind of, well, I stepped back a little bit. I started thinking about how does a podcast work, and I really didn't know. Like, I didn't know if you had to get on these individual things and upload you know, the audio, I knew it was going to be audio only because I wanted to keep people's anonymity. Um, but I really didn't know how that process worked. And I did some research and eventually found out that there's websites kind of like a one-stop shop. You upload your stuff and, and kind of go with it. And it does all the work for you. Um, then, you know, I was got to thinking about equipment. And at this time, I was, I wasn't married yet, and my wife and I wasn't living together. And um, I really didn't have the resources to put together, you know, a real nice setup. 
But my man TK just happened to have a nice setup, like a nice Mac computer. He had a bunch of audio stuff because he plays guitars and, you know, he's real particular about the way things sound. And uh, another thing, he knows how to edit, right? Like he knew how to edit, uh, which I had no clue about. And not only that, he was a member of the fellowship who had a, who has a tremendous amount of knowledge and, you know, so it just kind of all clicked. I just walked out to him one day and I'm like, man, we're going to start a podcast. And he said, do what? I was like, a podcast. We're going to talk about NA stuff on a podcast. And, uh. He was like, whatever, man, <laughs> whatever you say. And he helped me out with it. And a few days later, you know, we, we did a little trailer to see what it was going to sound like. Uh, and then we had Chase on, uh, was our very first guest. And, uh, you know, I remember that first week I was like, is anybody going to listen to this? And like 250 people listened. And I was just sharing it on Facebook and different things. And I was like, wow, people all the way up in Nashville are listening. Uh, it was it was crazy. Um, you know, and motivated us to do another episode. Well, how fast are we going to put them out? Let's put out one every day. No, that's not realistic. Well, let's do one a week. Okay. So then we had Ryan on. And I noticed that when Ryan came on, we went into a couple of different states. I was like, man, that is, that is unbelievable. You know, and fast forward a few episodes, I started noticing little spots popping up all over, um, you know, California and the West Coast and the Midwest and, you know, uh, the East Coast and up around New York and Maine and into Canada a little bit and then into Mexico. And I'm like, wow, man, this is, this isn't, this is insane. I never would have thought. And then fast forward a couple episodes, I start noticing little dots pop up in the UK and so on and so forth, and fast forward to where we are today in 83 different countries with, you know, just about everywhere where they speak the English language, you know, the people are listening, and that's awesome. Not only that, I've had the opportunity to have some incredible guests on, which this, is, this has been probably the best, most beneficial thing for me, is I've really broadened my network. Like I said, I have... Uh, I have a knack and kind of like for doing service and being involved in different types of it. And, and I've got to just meet some incredible people on all levels of our service structure. And it's been, uh, it's been awesome to kind of pick their brains and, you know, what their experience helping us out in this area and, you know, just all the incredible people that I've got to meet. Uh, you know, I got to shout out to JD. He was our first international guest. 
uh, from Australia. I met him on a Zoom meeting and uh, asked him to come on, and he did. And then that's when I figured out, like, if I'm going to have people on internationally, I got to figure out the time, you know, because it's uh, it's the next day already where he's at, and you know, so we ended up having to record real late at night, our time. And JD's time, it was right in the middle of the working day. So that was pretty neat. Uh, then we've had uh, guests like Janice. Janice was unreal. Her story, you know, and the way that she describes Charles. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out her episode. She was just a. You know, just the powerful stories that, you know, I've had the opportunity to hear and kind of ask questions on. Which is neat about this format is I hear speakers at, like, conventions and things. And usually as soon as the speaker's over, people are swarming them. And then you're like, man, I wanted to ask so many questions. And, you know, this kind of gives you the opportunity to do that. So now when I see an incredible speaker, I'm just like, yep. I'm going to ask them. Worst they can say is no. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you know, then I've got to meet people like uh, my good friend Pooja over in India. That was, wow, what a story. You know, so many years she was in this fellowship that was predominantly male and she was the only female for a long time. And uh, she stuck around and she stayed. And she's still clean. And now other women are clean. Uh, she won't tell you this, but those other women are clean because she decided to stay. Uh, even when the men didn't make the program attractive. You know. People like that are just... You know, <laughs> I know we're all on the same level in here, but they're just like my heroes. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, like there were times where I wanted to leave and I had no excuse. Everything was so good. Everything was, you know, set up just perfect for an individual like me to to be able to recover. And I had no uh, adversity to kind of overcome as far as uh, being accepted in my meeting or, or, or feeling, being able to identify. So those people who really struggle with that and they stayed anyway and they stay long enough to help other people come in and be there with them. It's just, wow. What can I say? Um, yeah. And then, you know, I met so many great people, uh, think about, you know, I met Ron. Ron also had a podcast, uh, you know, prior to me meeting him and before I ever even knew uh, that he had a podcast, he was a guest on here and then eventually found out that he had a podcast, which was just incredible. And I hope I don't butcher this, Ron, but I believe it's my recovery cast. Uh, dot com is where you can find those and if you love history of our fellowship those are must listens um you have got to check those out 
And even if you don't, check them out anyways. Uh, there's a lot to learn. Uh, his his guests are just, uh, you know, they, they're like uh, N.A. savants. Like they just, they are loaded with knowledge about this fellowship, the development of it, and so on and so forth. You know, and he just had some, and you know, and I think back to uh, Jesse. Jesse was an incredible guest. Wow. Uh, Jesse's passion for service and, you know, the development of the fellowship and all that she does and her getting clean at such a young age is just, wow. You know, and, you know, she's very much like uh, our guest D. And I'm talking about Miss D, not Mr. D, because we've had two D's on. Uh, uh, D asked me not to share her last initial, so I'm not going to do that. But the first, the other D I was talking about was DM. Uh, but both of the, both of the D's incredible. You take uh, DM, who you know, was a part of our group and had to go off to a group and it reminded him nothing of what recovery was down here and he thought that, oh man, I'm going to miss out on so much, but he actually got to a point of acceptance and man, that dude, he's involved in everything. He's involved in everything and that area really received a blessing whenever he came up there um yeah so proud of him man and uh miss d as i'll call her uh you know she's she's like that too she's a little service spitfire you know just all about the recovery and the way that she talks about her passion for working steps with sponsees and you know uh, that always sticks out, like the way that she talked about. I'm only, you know, I'm only going to sponsor these women if they're willing to do what I do, and uh, you know, we're going to work steps, we're going to be involved in service, and so on and so forth. And look, I know that's not everybody's style, and not everybody will learn from that. But you know, the ones that need that type of sponsorship, man, what a benefit they're getting from that. Um, and I could go on and on about all of our guests, you know, I've had some, we've had some incredible guests and it's just been a, you know, it's been a real pleasure being able to do this and, um, go through the steps and the traditions and now we're doing the IPs and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the future. And we're gonna to have to get creative and come up with new ways and new new things to talk about and it's okay we're willing to do that you know uh n a has taught me to be okay with chains sometimes <laughs> I'm gonna highlight sometimes, but yeah, the process has been great it's been a you know, 2023 was a, a, it was a great year overall. There were some ups and downs. 
Um, you know, but for the most part, you know, I got married, uh, got a new house. A lot of things went really went well. You know, life is good, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the future, and I don't want to continue to just talk over myself. But I just want to tell you all that, you know, I, I don't, I might not know you, but I love you. And for those of you that have reached out to the number at the end of the podcast, thank you so much. Uh, it really brightens my day to be able to connect with people from all over the world. And, uh, you know, I look forward, I, I hope a bunch of you are going to the World Convention. You know, I just want, I can't wait to meet some of you in person. And, uh, you know, I'm just really, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to 2024, even though we're almost a quarter of the way through it. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. It's going to be a big year. It's going to be a big year in NA. Uh, I think a lot of, I feel like a lot of people are, are going to find their way into the rooms. And I feel like if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're using, I feel like this is your year. I feel like you're coming. And uh, I just, I hope I'm there when you get there. Or I hope one of the other millions of recovering addicts that are doing this thing is there to tell you how very special you are and how you deserve this and how you just need to come in and give yourself a break and apply a few of these simple suggestions in your life and it'll get better like it did for all of us. You know, that's what it's all about in this thing. If you are new, you are the most important person and thank God for you. You know, because... You may be sponsoring me someday. (laughs) You may have got clean to, you know, like my friend JW says, you know, every one of you have got something for me. And uh, I've got something for you. It's just all about is, am I going to take the time to get to know you and invest some time and energy in you to be able to to receive my gift and give give you your gift, you know? But, yeah. Big year coming up. I love you all. And we'll be back next week. I promise this time with an IP. IP number 15 is coming up. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on our Living Clean Podcast. This is another platform that we can share our message of recovery, which is an addict, any addict, can stop using drugs, lose a desire to use, and find a new way to live. Join that no matter what club. You can contact us through text. The number is 931-306-9364.